hey, Todd, you want this jacket? Like another random shopper was like finding stuff that, you know, they, yeah. they might want to point out to you. Yeah, it's just something if, <laughs> if you go. If, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like he's in it. Hey, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another weekly edition of Thrifty Podcast. I'm your host, Toddy, and this is secondhand shopping for worm people. And to my right, I have first time worm, Brian Sykes. How Sykes, how are you doing, brother? I am feeling thrifty. Been popping tags all day. Mm-hmm. You know, dollar dollar bill, y'all, feeling like a king and or queen. Believe it or not, the whole pop and tags thing, very popular saying, right? Yeah. No one has ever said that on the show before. Really? So you were the first guest I've ever had that referenced that. Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you have your finger on the pulse, though, so I trust that. I suppose, yeah. But you may know Sykes from Sykes and the New Violence. You may know Sykes from Greywalker. Uh, Sykes also has Start the Beat with Sykes. And what what all do you do on that podcast, my friend? So it's a podcast focused on basically creative people in and around the Pittsburgh area. Started out as a music-focused podcast, and it mostly is still music-focused, but it's not exclusively musicians. I've had restaurant owners on the show. I've had comedians on the show, journalists, a uh, whole bunch of different uh, creative types from the Pittsburgh area. So that's it. Just telling their stories, you know, why they do what they do, the struggles that they have, and just try to put like a inspirational vibe out into the world with, a, you know, and some how- sense of like cynicism and sarcasm and fun to it. And you've been doing it for quite some time too. It's, yeah. It's, and I think that's how I first heard of you was actually from that because I've been following Start the Beat for a while and we hadn't quite, um, we didn't like verbally hook up over podcasting things until this past, uh, this past uh, winter is when I hit you up. Totally. Uh, Start the Beat was part of uh, Podcast Night at the Tolma, which Thrifty was a part of yeah. too. Thank you for having me for that. Oh, um, and I'm going to have you again, April 12th, Friday, April 12th. Really looking forward to it. Start the Beat, Thrifty, and Neon Brainiacs. It's going to be a cool-ass time right here at the Tolma at my apartment. Yeah, literally right here where we are sitting currently recording this episode. 
And I, uh, so we went thrifting today and I always take people to Goodwill outlets and what Goodwill outlets are, are places you can shop by the pound. So they charge you by the pound. And usually I have to have some type of introduction with folks that tells them this is what we're going to be shopping for. You're a worm person today. We're going to be digging through trash. And when I pitched it to you that this is what we do on this show, you had mentioned you've been to an outlet before. I have been. I have been. What's Uh, the coolest thing you ever found at an outlet, you think? uh, I actually mentioned this to you earlier before, but the coolest thing I've found at a Goodwill outlet was a set of Who Framed Roger Rabbit bedsheets. Oh, you did tell me that, yeah. Yes. Did you use them as bedsheets? I have not used them as bedsheets. I use them mostly as uh, table covers for merch stands. Sick. It shows. Okay. So it's a really good way to that. get people over to the table. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've used bedsheets for bedsheets before. Nice. And I've used pillowcases for pillowcases. I- I've used the pillowcases. Uh, unfortunately, I do not have a Roger Rabbit pillowcase. Not yet. But, yeah, not yet. Mm-hmm. But I do have um, a Pac-Man one, Mario Brothers, Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, All Mar- that kind of yeah, era yeah, stuff. Yeah, I have a bunch of that stuff that I've found mostly at outlets. And I have heard a lot of your background um, when you did start the beat live. We actually worked uh, together on your show. Yes. So I heard about uh, how you became an artist, what first got you into music and everything like that. And you mentioned Mortal Kombat being a key piece in your development process. Mm -hmm. And that night I had mentioned to you that with thrifty we went out thrifting uh the usual co-host josh and i went thrifting and we actually found a a video game cell from mortal kombat deadly alliance i remember this and last time that we spoke i was i was trying to find it in my apartment as the show was going on like visually where is it in my little museum i have here i found it for you so i'm going to give it to you live on air today okay but but this is from 2002 midway mortal kombat deadly alliance and if you open it up it's a cell shaded image with scorpion this is fucking gnarly and that's what i wanted to give to you that was actually found by josh last call larkin he did have it at his house but we didn't think it would it it would it fit in here as great as would be where you live because we know mortal kombat is your fucking thing, brother. Yeah, this is fucking really cool. This is really cool to have. So I was happy to give that to you Yeah, as well. Thank you for bestowing this upon me and donating to, uh, you know, the... uh, the, the mountain of crap that I have at my house. <laughs> well, no, as this you is tight. see, as you see, the mountain of crap at my house. So if that was <laughs> literally in the room while we were recording before, I wouldn't be able to oh, find no it. No way. I wouldn't be able to find it in this room. So that's why, fortunately, we did get it for you. Is Scorpion your, your favorite character? What was your favorite from the early Mortal Kombat days? Because that's know, a Scorpion cell from th- the game. This is a Scorpion cell. Scorpion is tight. I liked Scorpion. I have a scorpion halloween costume from the original mortal kombat for like little kids no shoot yeah okay i'll have to show you a picture Do you still of that. own it oh yeah i still have it i bet you that mask still fits on you brother i yeah. bet you throw it on it'll fit <laughs> but not, the, <laughs> not the Let me, i'm gonna slide in your dms later with something real freaky okay <laughs> just okay. you wait i love it i love <laughs> but, it uh you know honestly when i was a kid i don't know i think probably scorpion was a, a favorite character 
but I was never really big on favorites. Mm-hmm. I just liked things. Like, Mortal Kombat was my favorite game, but... You just like the aesthetic like the, of living in yeah, that world. It yeah, doesn't just, matter who's the best in that world. Yeah. I understand that because I'm a big, like, obviously I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, I'm a huge football fan, which people still don't believe, and they think I'm doing it for irony purposes. I, I'm not. I have that same opinion when people are like, what's your favorite wrestler? Or what's your favorite this? Or what's your favorite that? I'm like, I just love being involved, man. I just love, <laughs> I, totally. I just love the aesthetic. I just, I love them all. So, um, but yeah, when I was a kid, like Scorpion and Sub-Zero were the ones like people wanted to be and, and stuff like that. So I had like the action figures and stuff. So anyway, you know, enjoy that. I'm finally, I'm happy that I finally got that sell that game sell to you very much appreciated and do you remember when i said do that you it, remember it had a number and i yes. said i believe that i was correct is it fourteen thousand four hundred ninety seven? you are correct and it was fourteen thousand four hundred ninety seven out of what fifteen thousand twenty twenty thousand okay i got that wrong but that number stuck in my head, and it is correct, so congratulations on the, that. The thing that's blowing my mind about this is that the 14,497 is actually handwritten. I want to know if there was a team of people or that was like their job. one lonely soul that had to hand number all of these one day. Yeah, at midway yeah. out there. But uh, speaking about wrestling, I think we should uh, head right into our thrift hall today. Let's do it, brother. And... Uh, right off the bat, and I know that we I talked about wrestling on this show last week, and I hate to do things back-to-back, back, but I found one of my favorite things of 2019, if not my favorite thing on this show this year. And Josh, last call Larkin, who usually does the show with me, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, brother, but he would love to see this, but I got to I gotta get to it immediately, man. <laughs> so what I have in front of me is a Brett the Hitman Hart from Titan Sports 1994 Foam Hart. So what you would do with this guy is you just jam your fist into this foam heart, and then you just cheer for Bret Hart from the crowd. Um, it is your traditional Bret Hitman heart with the, the pink, the black. You got a black heart with the pink in it on the back, and the front is the pink heart with the black in it. It even has the, the crosshairs here for the Hitman. But when the new Goodwill outlet bins got pushed out into the floor, this was lying right on top. And at the Goodwill outlet, as you saw, you have to be in position to get what you want. Oh, yeah. And I was not in position. I was not even around it. So there was already this huge line of people waiting to get to this bin. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to miss. I, I literally probably – I wouldn't have, like, said let's go home. I wouldn't have cried or anything like that. But I would have been, like, mentally off. Oh, it would have been a buzzkill for like, sure. My, like – because I'm just so up and down with everything that if I didn't grab that, I would have just been, like, off. So I got into position just as the bin came my way. And luckily, no one around me knew what it was. I grabbed it right away. I didn't have to wrestle anybody. <laughs> and I got that heart, yeah. baby. And I remember like just looking over and seeing you with this this glow on you, just <laughs> waving your hand in the air, holding it. And I was like, sick. 
<laughs> yeah, like I, I picked it up, like, and I had no idea if you knew what it was or not. Oh, totally, like, yeah. Who knows? But like, you were overlooking at the clothes, and I was like, "Brother, look at this!" And so I was like, super happy. Yeah, to I, I get was, it. I was stoked for you because I know that you're, you're into wrestling, and obviously things like that are, you don't come by stuff like that. No, and seeing as though we do shop by the pound. This thing is made of foam. Oh yeah, it's like it doesn't like it doesn't weigh much of anything. It's like eight ounces. <laughs> yeah, it's like eight ounces. I probably got it for like nothing. Uh huh. And so looking up this vintage foam heart from 1994, we had found it listed online with a foam finger, and combined they were a hundred and fifty dollars. So I think you have to think that this could conservatively go for fifty bucks itself. Sure. Um, because if two thing goes two things go for one fifty, I you gotta think this is at least fifty dollars yeah, yeah. in my Who hand. knows? Maybe it's the rarer of the two. Could be. Um and then the the wrestling from the mid nineties was wild and Brett the Hitman Hart, um, and I don't know if you know this, but like all his uh, like his family was in wrestling. Yeah. His friends were in wrestling and he's, he's the only one that's living out of his family and his crew. Yeah. Bret Hart's crew was called the Hart foundation. And um, so it was his brother. It was his cousin. And then it was this crazy guy named Brian Pillman. Um, and then also, no, he had two cousins in it even. His brother died in the ring, yes, Owen Hart. I remember that. He Owen Hart fell from the top of, of an arena into the ring and died, unfortunately, which is probably the biggest tragedy in wrestling history because it happened in Kansas City, and he died in front of that entire, like, entire arena. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't um, broadcasted. There's no known footage of it. Who knows? But British Bulldog died, Jim the Anvil Nightheart died, and then Brian Pillman also died. So of the original Heart Foundation, Brett is a, a is a tragic character because he's still around, but nobody else is. Yeah. So it's a shame. And you said you had some wrestling memories. You said back then you were into like Sting, Goldust. Yeah, I remember Sting, Goldust, um, obviously like early Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I watched some ecw you were ecw guy yeah okay i yeah, can see that yeah i i remember that stuff i liked I, hardcore the, wrestling yeah some of the more extreme stuff and i got into ecw through um some of the backyard wrestling stuff and like uh i was listening to like i was into icp and stuff okay, when i was okay. in that so in that, that time of frame aesthetic, yeah yeah and i mean but obviously wwf was cool too like on uh wcw mm-hmm. uh but yeah i would watch Nitro and mm-hmm. fucking NWO. All that stuff, all that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. I it was like maybe like a year or two that I was into it, and then just for whatever reason, I don't know. Just, just kinda, went on with life. Yeah, just. But I've always some had, wrestling fans just get on with life. I've always enjoyed like talking with wrestling about people, and mm-hmm. um, anytime I see something on TV, I'll like stop and watch it. Yeah. One thing that I regrettably have never done but i will do before i die one day is go to a live wrestling event i would take you if you ever want to go yeah if there's ever something you. in pittsburgh let me know i'd love to go there with is you. always stuff i know in i know and i've never gone but uh yeah i would love to go i just haven't 
Okay, I'll hit you up next yeah, time. Yeah, that'd be that'd be tight. But yeah, Brett the Hitman Hart from 1994. This foam heart is definitely. I have to. I have to think my my best find, at least personally, in 2019. Yeah, the so. the, the 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 glow on your face was very very wholesome. I was, and, I was super <laughs> stoked to be there for it. <laughs> and we have two other things with us as a part of the thrift hall this evening that brought a glow to not only both of our faces but both of their faces. It's a puppet night, baby. Puppet night. <laughs> so we got puppets. Both of us got puppets. Um, yeah. I'll I'll go. I'll I'll uh, I'll let you do your puppet first since I just did the foam the foam heart. But this was Loretta the puppet says this little tag on it. Yeah. So I was rooting rooting through the bins, uh, kicking the cans as one might say. Kicking the cans. And I I found I found this little this little friendo underneath some clothes and it's a little yellow hand puppet like about <laughs> about cool. 10 inches tall has a moving mouth moving arms uh rope hair yeah rope, rope. no ears rope yeah, they're ears. like rope ears um it almost looks handmade like yeah diy crafted um and we originally thought that's what it was yeah but i agree. we saw the the loretta tag mm-hmm. yeah there's a little tag on it with the name loretta and it's a a Russ Berry and co jam Mm-hmm. A Raspberry and Co joint, mm-hmm. and uh, we we looked this thing up on uh online eBay.com the website on, on eBay.com the website 1978 and there's actually one listed on eBay currently for a little 40, under forty seven bucks yeah a little under fifty bucks and uh, and we thought that think, originally was a homemade piece so I'll that's tell you why what though, you know Loretta looks like a really nice person and I think Loretta is worth every penny of that. $48, but, you know, fortunately, again, paying by the pound. Nothing for Loretta, basically. But, you know, Loretta's going to a really good home. Yeah, so. it's, it's like a yellow dog, got pink cheeks, big eyes, got a couple of bows on it, got brown rope ears. It's really rather adorable. It's super adorable. And I'm glad that uh, as everything on the show and everything you find thrifting, you never know what its worth is going to be. So when I plugged in Loretta the Yellow Dog on eBay.com, the website, <laughs> I didn't think something was going to come back, and it hit immediately. Yeah. $47. Yeah. $47 for little Loretta. And you will actually see not only Loretta as a part of this, but everything in our thrift halls on Saturdays now. I put out a thrift haul video. So for you roaches out there that want to see this up close and personal Keep it tight on Facebook, on Thrifty's Facebook, Thrifty's Instagram, um, at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. You see all of the haul pictures now. So you'll see Loretta the Puppet uh, in all her glory. This video should already be up, right? Um, the video, or, or you do it the Saturday after it's released before before. So. Yeah. So the video is up yesterday Okay. because yeah, the gotcha. episode will go live. Sunday. So if you're listening Sunday, the video is already up yesterday. Just telling people they can go see Loretta right now. Right now. Right now. And they could also find our (laughs) other friend who waved, did the uh, closing wave, the the iconic closing wave in the thrifty videos. Um, This is just, we're just calling him Puppet. Okay. Um, Now, Puppet the Puppet. was already on social media for Thrifty a little bit earlier this week, handing out free stickers to folks. <laughs> so Puppet jumped on Thrifty's social media and then said, say what's up to the Puppet. And people who said what's up to the Puppet 
got free stickers. I didn't condone that behavior, but I will be sending out free stickers to everybody that said what's up to the puppet. Um, but puppet the puppet. Um, so Loretta, beautiful gal. Puppet the puppet. I don't know. Um, puppet the puppet looks like a member <laughs> of uh, the early corn with that hair. Early like, corn days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a like Brian Head Welch. He kind of has that, that that hair. Yeah. You know, like those dreads, like the kind of the 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 weird dread thing. The going plaits on. almost. Yeah. And a puppet the puppet is homemade. Um, there is only one puppet the puppet ever. There's no tags, anything like that. And it has like a cream color skin, but there is some brown stains on it. <laughs> and like he has like a house arrest bracelet on. <laughs> yeah, he has a house arrest bracelet on. Um, but yeah, he's like cream color. He has some brown stains, brown eyes. It but looks- he has an open and closed, very Muppet-like mouth that's red and has some stains in the mouth. It looks like he's been dipping into the Halloween candy. Yeah, and just some crazy, like crazy short dreads that are two different colors. And he can wave because there is a stick it attached looks- to his he- arm. It- he looks like the type of dude that might try to sell you something outside of a fish concert. Yeah, he would, and whatever he's selling, he's also doing. But like, <laughs> that's that's his mouth opening and closing. That's puppet talking. That's puppet the puppet, and that's, so that's puppet trying to sell you a little hit of something. And the cool thing about puppet is puppet. I mean, looking at puppet, you think like this person doesn't have its 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 puppetness to them, but. Like, very good at social media. Oh, yeah. So I think Puppet is going to be around for a thrifty piece for quite some time because I need somebody to work social media accounts for me. So I think we're going to hand it over to Puppet to do that. Um, So you'll definitely see Puppet in the cover art of this episode with Loretta. So just a couple of pups, a couple of puppets this evening. Yeah, I, I one thing that I really like is making friends. And, and especially when they're yellow dogs. Hey, I don't discriminate. No. Um, at the outlet today as well, too, we both uh, came uh, came away with some VHS. Do you yeah. want to go over yours first? Sure. So I found a very nice condition, complete set of the original Indiana Jones trilogy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I own all three of the tapes. I might have one or two of them, but I don't have them in this nice package, collection, set. paramount, you know, Mm-hmm. box set so that'll be cool all the tapes are in great shape and i haven't watched any of those movies in a while so it's nice to have a good excuse to watch them again do you have a favorite of them probably yeah. temple of doom temple of Doom's my favorite too oh yeah okay it's the jam and any of the other ones i i actually haven't seen any of the newer indiana jones me either i don't know that that i, I care either. same enough I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's a hot take, really, but like, I think like that's that's my Indiana Jones, so I think that's just gonna be the way it is. I mean, it it it's as much as I enjoy Star Wars, like I just watched um, Force Awakens, whatever the other one. Was. I just watched Force Awakens. I, I, I saw Force <laughs> Awakens when it came out, but what was the other one? Uh, the the newer one that came out. I haven't seen it. The 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 the. Uh, see, I don't even remember the name. I know what it is, but I watched it. Uh-huh. Just recently on Netflix, and it was fine. These yeah. things are fine. They're fine. I see. That's the thing about Star Wars is like, if you asked me, do you like Star Wars? The answer would be, yeah. 
I like Star Wars. The usually folks that are like really into Star Star Wars, there's just they're just there's just come everywhere. Like sure. they're just like come 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 mm-hmm. over Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I'm not It's like come wars. Yeah, it's come wars, definitely. And it's just like I can't even like pinch one off for it let alone the whole thing but i do like star wars yeah and um i have some collector sets of that too when it comes to a lot of pop culture stuff in general i think people really overestimate how much i'm into things like especially there was a very there was a, a chunk of my life where for every birthday or holiday, everybody would go out of their way to give me something ninja turtles related mm. and like i really appreciate it but it's like I, you know, like, I don't like Ninja Turtles as much. Mm-mm. Like, I don't need... You like, like them, but that's I like it. them, and I have all I have the old toys and things like that, but I don't need all this new stuff. But, like, but also, it's like, you know, I appreciate friends thinking about me and stuff like that. So and you, it's you don't want to be rude. It's not like you dislike them. It's not like you dislike the turtles. And it's, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. But at the same time, it's like I'm not obsessive. Uh-huh. And it's how I am with Star Wars, too. You know, like I have some Star Wars figures at the house. I have a poster Same. and, you know, I'm into it. Like, mm-hmm. I like it. But also, I'm not like freaking out over everything. I'm going to be in Disney World uh, a month after the uh, Galaxy's Edge opens Get up. Get ready. Get ready for all Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not even like freaking out about it i'm like cool I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to see this i'm just very casual about my fandom of things pretty much and i i have a lot of things like that too because you think if we're talking stereotypes and stuff like that everybody always thinks i'm like super into star wars too because i'm like they're like you like star wars and i'm like sure and that's the same way i'm like i'm like more into like football folks sure <laughs> like, I, I, I just like to see the boys run around you know mm-hmm do stuff like that. Um, but I got myself some VHS tapes as well, and I'm super pumped and excited for those too because these weren't... Got some hitters. Yeah, um, definitely. And usually, as we kind of talk about on the show, is uh, well, we go out thrifting. When new stuff is pushed out at, Good- at the Goodwill outlet, you have all kinds of arms and legs in those bins picking the stuff that that uh, the top shelf stuff. So exactly like as soon as that bin came out, I grabbed that foam. Savages! Heart. Someone stole your blanket. Someone stole my blanket. I forgot about that stuff. <laughs> See, it fires me up. Yeah. You want to some... fire me up? That's it. But um, <laughs> so these were actually not. Um, I guess these were passed on because as people usually grab the good stuff right away. These were in like a lonely bin by themselves. Maybe um, the particular company that um, that Goodwill outlet was keeping at the time wasn't into VHS tapes or whatnot. But we have four, count them, four cool-ass tapes. We have Bruce Springsteen in concert. The boss. The boss. We have rare tour footage from REM. There isn't a complete set here from um the late 90s the next one here we have the best of elvis costello and the attractions and the cover art is just killer yeah that's killer um it has elvis costello on the front it's blue it's pink there is some yellow in it and it's also a cbs fox video (laughs) music And up on the shelf there, I actually collect CBS Fox tapes. Yeah. Because they're older. Most of them are a lot older. It's kind of rad to see that they released that. It's like, 
a really interesting piece. And this particular Elvis Costello VHS, this is from 1985. So this is a banger for sure. And the thing that's gnarly about the artwork on that is a lot of your CBS Fox stuff. And you have like Carrie, you got the fly, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of horror stuff. And the cover of that almost kind of looks like it could be like a horror thing. Yeah. And that was sort of the vibe of that, that, that era. And I'm saying this as opinion. I'm not saying it as fact. A lot of the CBS Fox, when they did horror, they also liked to do covers that sort of looked like that to kind of stay aesthetic, kind of stay uniform with their branding. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fact, but I've also noticed that too. So that's, that's cool that you kind of picked up on that. Um, the last tape I have, we have another CBS Fox that's even older than that. We have The Clash, and um, on the front you see some punks with their hands up against the wall, probably avoiding cops, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But right on the front, it, they're black and white, but in uh, bright pink, which is awesome, it says, This is Video Clash. I feel like that may maybe used to be the same color as the text on the side, and it got kind of sun-damaged. Sun-damaged, yep. And because right on the side is this is video clash as well. That's not quite as bright, but there's bangers all up and down this. There's uh, videos on here, live performances. There's Tommy Gunn, London Calling, Bank Robber, The Call Up, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Yeah, classics. Classic clash. And um, so that was the classic. Classic. And that was the four tapes I got today. But the thing that did fire me up, as you mentioned, I had a, a stolen blanket today. <laughs> I sure did. So what I usually do is is I have a shopping cart, duh, and I don't push the shopping cart around with me because as you're going through the Goodwill outlet bins and a lot of people throwing stuff everywhere, um, carts just get in a way. It's easier to maneuver without them. It's carts get in the way, and there's so many times where I'm stuck, like, like between a bin and a cart. I can't move. There's too many people. Totally. So I keep my cart a ways away. And what I do is um, when I put my items in the cart, I put a blanket over top of it so nobody knows what's in the cart, and I call that base. So take it back to base. That's all, always what we said on Thrifty. Somebody invaded our base today, Sykes. Yeah. Um, unreal. Unreal. So I just, it was like, I don't know, just a purple, uh, a college. It was a, pre- it was a pretty flashy blanket. So maybe that you learned a lesson today. You know, you got to. Yeah, I like, don't know. You were maybe drawing a little bit too much attention to base today. Maybe. with that With that purple, flashy, fuzzy blanket. And it was a college, like a university. It was like purple and white. And I covered base up with that blanket. And then I walked away, did other stuff, and then there was a, a lady there when we went back to the cart, and she was like, oh, somebody just like took that blanket right off of there and said, I just want the blanket. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> It's like somebody just like took like just took it right off the damn thing. The interesting thing was I didn't see anybody with that blanket in there afterwards. That's what I was going to say. Like, did somebody like grip it up and buy it so we wouldn't see that they took it that's happened to me before and so yeah i think you're right i think i had to just simply uh find a a blanket that maybe was less flashy to throw over the items 
Now, if I would have went back there and found my heart missing, my heart would have, my literal heart would have broke. Well, actually, I think that they took the blanket before you got that heart. Because it was pretty early in the day. It was early in we the hadn't, day. We hadn't, there wasn't much in the cart yet at that point. We had found a pair of Jordans. Oh, yeah. And that you. Yeah, we ended up throwing those back. Um, they were like white and blue Jordans. They did f- would have fit me, but I'm collecting so many shoes at this point because like I'm a pretty standard size shoe. Like I'm like a ten and a half, eleven. Yeah. Like that's a standard size shoe, and they weren't exactly my thing anyway. And they were a little bit too scuffed up to maybe sell because I sell stuff on uh, for thrifty sometimes too. So we put those back. And then that's when we realized that the damn blanket was missing, and no one had the blanket, so they escaped pretty pretty quickly. So your review, maybe that blanket was an invisibility cloak. I never thought of that. See, this is why I needed to have you on the show way sooner. You're way brilliant. <laughs> your review of that Goodwill outlet in comparison to other Goodwill outlets that you went to before. It's cozy. Mm-hmm. Smaller. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was smaller, but we found a lot of pretty cool stuff in there. It was an impressive haul. There's even stuff that we found today that's going to make it on uh, fall, like uh, next episodes. I have a, a couple of like maps that I want to bring up. In fact, I bought a map last time I was there, and I accidentally left it there. Fortunately, our boy Randy, um, he uh, saved it for me so I could pick it yeah. up today. I do want to stress that whenever we were going to the the Goodwill, Toddy had mentioned that he knows the people there and stuff like that. (laughs) And I was like, that's cool. And then we get there and we're there for like a couple minutes and like, yo, like got that thing that you left here. I was like, oh, and then like somebody else was like, hey, Todd, you want this jacket? Like another random shopper was like finding stuff that you know they, yeah they might want to point out to you yeah it's just something if, if you go <laughs> and i was like oh like he's in it <laughs> yeah unfortunately <laughs> uh fortunately and unfortunately but there's a lot of cool people that hang out there and the the goodwill outlet that we went to today is usually my like what i call my home base like sure. that's my home my set my second home that isn't the apartment where i've collected so much stuff over the past couple of years so um, but that was our thrift haul for today. Um, so we had VHS tapes that were cool. We have the Brett the Hitman Heart Heart. We got a couple of puppets. We got a, a, a lot of other stuff too. Now Sykes, when we come back, we're going to be playing a very uh, a very heated game of vintage versus modern. Are you ready to bring the heat in the second? Oh, I'm ready, brother. <laughs> <laughs> You did see wrestling in the 90s, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) We'll hit you back after the commercial break. Stay tuned. Yeah! 
podcast, Pittsburgh's best screen printing at cwpress.com. We print t-shirts, cwpress.com. Back from break here with Brian Sykes Howe. Hello. And Brian, um, with your first time being on Thrifty Podcast, I'll take it easy on you for vintage versus modern. But before, you don't have to. You don't. You don't want me to. I'm not. I'm not. I don't gotta take it easy. I'm a. I'm a level ten spicy boy. Oh, now don't even play. I. We should have said that at the top of the show. So secret revealed. If you're on Thrifty, sometimes I take you out to eat beforehand. So we went and got Indian food before we <laughs> ate. It was delicious. Thank and you. this, excuse my language, mf'er over here. When at we went to the Indian restaurant, and, and the waiter came over to me, and I'm I wouldn't say I'm semi regular there because it's right there, and the spice levels one to ten. I said six. Um, I had said five one time, and he looked at me like I'd never get served there again. So I always say six now. You said ten. <laughs> Straight up. And you realize he looked at me like, your boy's crazy look. Like, he looked at me like you were crazy. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you did uh, the Indian dish, 10 out of 10 spice. Yeah. You didn't even, I don't think you had a sip of water during that whole meal. I mean, afterwards you did. Casual sips. Did you? Yeah, maybe. Like, the amount that you might normally sip when you're eating some food. And you've had, exp- but the trick to spicy food is that you don't want to drink too much when you're eating it because it actually spreads and it makes it worse. So that's a I don't yeah, and I also don't drink a lot when I do eat, but I'm so, not gonna sit here and say I didn't drink at all. I did have some water. So there is tips to having a a, a great palate like yourself. Absolutely. And you have done some. Um, you have eaten some spicy foods i know yeah. you've done some web shows with that kind of stuff yeah too. yeah yeah yeah. done some like hot ones parodies and things like that and you've been around gray walker has a hot sauce we have our own hot sauce great that's what i wanted to get into gray walker yeah. which your um um would you be comfortable saying you're the you would be the front man of gray walker yeah totally and gray walker even has their own hot sauce talk about gray walker a little bit yeah so gray walker is a heavy metal band that i play in i've been in the band since 2014 15 ish um they've been a band they were a band a little bit longer with some other member changes you know bands Mm -hmm. but i joined the band around 2014 and yeah we're a heavy metal band we play in pittsburgh and Mm -hmm. elsewhere outside of pittsburgh as well sometimes yeah yeah. you know and that's it you know we're and all like we're all bffs and we all where can you listen to gray walker I mean, all our music's on every single streaming service you can think of. Sick. Um, And we're on all of the social media platforms as well. And then Sykes and the New Violence, which you're also, would you say, the front man to that piece as well? Yeah, yeah. Sykes and the New Violence is definitely my my baby when Mm -hmm. it comes to music. You know, Grey Walker, that's just an excuse for me to make noise with my best friends. Yeah. Um, Sykes is something that I've been doing for about 10 years now uh which is it's a hip-hop project uh i write produce my own music record everything myself um and i've been doing that like i said for about 10 years um around 2015 i got a live band together to start playing shows like a backing band 
and then it felt weird just being psyched still. Mm-hmm. So we came up with a band name. I was like, I know what I wanted to do. And I'm thinking like, oh, well, there's like, you know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and uh, things Elvis, like that. Elvis Costello and the Attractions. Exactly. So I was like, it could be Sykes and the what? And then New Violence. ended up coming up on New Violence. Yeah. And, that, and that's pretty cool. And and one thing that I try to do is I've, I've been trying to do – people who follow Thrifty um, have seen like I'm trying to teach myself like graphic design. And I do a lot of weird stuff like that. And I don't traditionally know what I'm doing. I do have a degree in photography. But – um, so I do know Photoshop just based on uh, that link to photography, but I'm trying to teach myself the art side little by little. I do a lot of like stuff that I really appreciate and have fun with doing, but your work is incredible. Thank like you. I'm serious. Like when I see your work, it definitely inspires me to like want to get into programs more and like get as good as you at them. Thanks, like, dude. no, I mean that hundred percent. Like all your stuff is, is really unique. It's really cool. Cause especially with Sykes and the new violence, you do a lot of the, of the, the work that you do. It, 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 it's on that. Uh, you yeah. Know, it's it's yeah. Uh, uniformed I, with that is what I should yeah, say. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of the, the graphic design work for um, a lot of my music projects. And that's a big part of the reason why, um, I've, it all, everything kind of spiraled off of itself, you know, uh, whenever I was getting into making music, uh, put out a CD and I'd already been drawing. So I was like, well, I guess I'll make my own cu- album artwork. And then it's like, oh, well, like bands are supposed to have shirts. I guess I'll make my own shirt. Mm-hmm. How do you get shirts made? I don't know. I guess I'll learn how to do screen printing and like things it's like that. awesome, dude. So like. It's just spiraling off that, and I, I do appreciate the and kind of words. And just building and building. Yeah, just building and building and building, and then, you know, eventually you start, you know, you're, you have friends that are also in bands, and then... You could pull them in they, to help with this project. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, you know, they might need album artwork or, you know, a MySpace layout or something very... A MySpace Something layout. very modern, you know what I uh-huh. mean? Like, So I just started, like, doing a whole lot of work with people just because nobody else was doing the stuff. Well, it's a lot of, like, healthy networking. Yeah. It's a way to kind of get your own brand out there but also bring people into what you do. Um, And just like Grey Walkers, Sykes and the New Violence, I believe, is on pretty much every platform, too. Oh, yeah. Um, So that's something to to check out in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. If you're into weird indie rap stuff check out sex and new violence if you're into heavy metal check out gray walker if you're into all of it check out all of it but tonight you are this is my home court oh so yeah you're in you're in the play th- ball i'm ready <laughs> let's do it so for um so for new listeners to the show we like to call this vintage versus modern now what vintage versus modern is is we find objects and compare their vintage value to their modern value and compare and contrast from that. And then you have to pick which one you believe holds more value after hearing some clues about the object. So I'm going to go right off the bat here. We're going to go bread maker. So Sykes, a bread maker. So first, the vintage bread maker... Uh, the available details on this, and again, everything is pulled from eBay.com, the website. The vintage bread maker is from 1900. It's a universal bread maker number four, mumbo number five, bread maker number four. It's all. It also has a dough hook, and the person who listed it 
does say it works like a charm. So it's from the 1900s. It's a universal bread maker. It has a dough hook and it works perfectly. So that's your vintage. Okay. Your modern bread maker, it's called the bread maker machine. Automatic dispenser. That's a terrible name. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> it's programmable, and it's it also makes gluten-free bread if you'd like it. Well, that sounds like a price tag right there. So automatic dispenser, programmable, uh, gluten-free. So that's your modern. So vintage versus modern. What do you believe holds a higher value? I'm going to go with modern on this one. Modern. Mainly because gluten-free was attached to it gluten-free specifically because of that okay so you're gonna go modern by how much do you think um, over the vintage so is the modern like a home cooking unit or is it like a restaurant unit great questions you could also ask questions this is a home one that's a home unit yeah. okay i'm gonna say a difference of maybe about holy cow brother so the vintage one is $118 okay that's the vintage one yeah so if the modern one so if you would be right the modern one would have to be pretty expensive yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised if a a modern home bread maker was around six or seven hundred bucks. So I might be a little off, but what do I know? Mm-hmm. Well, this is eBay.com, the website. It's sixty dollars. No shit. You could get your own bread maker for sixty bucks, and that's why I thought it was a good one because no one's guessing that, and I burned you. Your bird, your bread is now burned, brother. Oh yeah, yeah. So the modern one, quite the sourdough over here, quite the sourdough. The modern one is $60. The vintage one is $118. What is even a bread maker like made out of? Is it like a metallic, like, is it a contract? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a contraption basically that you put all the, like the, well, the vintage one is actually uh, quite like simple because it's just you, it has uh, like you make the dough in it. Yeah. And the new one is more of like a, like a cooker almost. Yeah. Like an oven. I, I just felt like a bread maker, something that they could like charge a lot of money for. Well, in your defense, a lot of them, a lot of the larger size or like the larger size ones are. But you never asked the size. Yeah, that's what. Well, I asked about restaurant or home. So I said, home. but I was still thinking like it would still be like a decent sized unit. Not, not. It's much. Why aren't more people making bread at home? It seems For sixty so affordable. bucks, you can think about it. I am thinking about it right now. <laughs> so you have you have one that you wanted to throw at me as well? Oh, absolutely. All now, right. I'm either statistically very good at this or statistically very bad. So you're statistically – you just Average. exist. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm a number. Okay. So I'm going to throw one at you that's a little off-brand for me. Okay. All right, I didn't do I, – I just screen-capped the eBay pictures. Oh, fine. That's perfect. So my first question to you is going to be how how keyed in are you to the the realm of Fiesta Ware? The Fiesta Ware community. Hmm. Do you know about Fiesta Ware? 
I do know, but I also don't know enough, probably. Okay, so you have the vintage and modern Fiesta wear. Yes. Let's see what I can do here. So, here we are. Fiesta wear, vintage, disc picture, medium green, hard to find. Ooh. So... I will. I will. Hard to find. I will tell you this too. A big thing with Fiesta wear is there's a lot of colors, mm-hmm. and they only do sometimes they only do certain colors in certain runs mm-hmm. and like limited. limited qualities. Yep. And so yeah, there's mm-hmm. that. Color does play a big factor in a lot of the Fiesta wear stuff. Sure. So. Okay, so that was the vintage one. Yes, and then modern Fiesta Canary Yellow. Large disc pitcher. USA, nice. USA, nice on the modern. Hmm. So the vintage was green. The mm-hmm. modern was canary yellow. Other than that, they're the same exact pitcher. Okay. So green or yellow, new or old. There's basically what... I'm going to go vintage. Okay. And the reason I'm going vintage is because I'm going to guess that green isn't a common Fiesta wear color, and I'm thinking yellow is a more common. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm just guessing there. I'm going to go vintage, and I'm going to go by $18 vintage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... The vintage is more. Ooh, I got it. But your amount was a little off. Okay. So a new modern mm-hmm. Fiesta Wear pitcher, $24.99. Mm-hmm. Fiesta Wear vintage. Yes. $701.99. Holy cow. So that's why when I got it right, you're like not even close right, though. That's yeah. the that's the most right and most wrong I've been ever on yeah, the show. On yeah, there, there's some other ones, too. Um, uh-huh. I was going to go. There's some. The original Fiesta Wear vases are yep. over 1000 And uh, some of the be. mixing bowls can be pretty expensive, too, for the Fiesta Wear. So the vintage Fiesta Wear. Really vintage Fiesta Wear is where it's at because a lot of that stuff is from the 20s and the 30s. And a lot of different manufacturers probably that don't. Because it's probably mass produced as mm-hmm. well these days. Yeah. So okay, so I did get it right. Technically, I got it right. Yeah, got it right. So one zip. Yeah. Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna throw you another one. My second one here. What say you? Vintage versus modern. Axe, the weapon. <laughs> axe, the weapon. So we have a vintage axe, a true temper Kelly wood slasher, wooden handle, redhead, a true temper Kelly wood slasher, wooden handle, redhead. So that's the vintage. Okay. Your modern axe, it's a Collins axe, single bit, wooden handle, and it has a four pound head. So it's a big it's a big guy up top on the head. Mm. Shaft still wooden like the vintage. So vintage versus modern axe. 
Do you know anything about chopping down trees? Not really. Chopping wood in general? No, unfortunately, I don't. You know, I'm a city boy. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Pittsburgh. Uh, didn't do a whole lot of chopping mm-hmm. in my youth or in my adult years. Um, I've built some things, though, to be fair. Birdhouses? No. Uh, I have, I, a, I have, a, a, bird I have a big wall in my house that's my movie wall, mm-hmm. and I built, I built that unit. Uh, didn't need an axe for that no no just a saw yeah uh, but no i don't know anything about axes but to so answer your question so vin- vintage versus modern axe you know what i'm gonna go modern again i uh, only because i've been to those stores mm-hmm. in the mall where they sell this kind of shit and it's always pretty expensive mm-hmm. and i would imagine maybe the vintage axe might be kind of maybe I don't, you didn't mention if it was rusted, but I imagine it's maybe both not, are not. Both, both are not both rusted. Are not rusted. Yeah, uh, I still want to go modern. Okay, I don't know why, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more reserved this time, and I'm gonna say the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna th- say a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars difference. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, the vintage True Temper Kelly Wood Slasher, forty three dollars. Okay. The the so it's a forty three dollar vintage axe. So you said the difference would be a hundred dollars. Sure. So the new axe would have to be a hundred and forty three dollars. Yeah, I mean if it's like one of those those fancy collectible ones, sure. The but if it's like a Home Depot axe, probably not. It's thirty five dollars. Yeah, so vintage wins both times, and this one. Only by, uh, let's see here, by eight dollars. Yeah, very close. I forgot. I was like thinking like those like like Game of Thrones replica type axes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just my head's a, in the wrong mind. I a was single a, bit. Yeah, a I, single bit. I was axe. I wasn't thinking like Home Depot. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, like, and I know <laughs> nothing about axes. Let's be honest. But this, the vintage axe was like that out of the bottle red color, hand, like. The head was that kind of color, and that's what brought my eye to it. I try to find things that are relatively the same, like, uh, relatively the same thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like I'm never going to pull out a two-blade axe and compare it against the vintage one-blade axe. So two vintages went out on my list. Okay. Um, You said you might have another? I do have another one. I'm going to throw this at you. It's very on brand for me. Nice. And uh, I think it'll be fun. Okay. All right, so I'm going to throw this vintage at you first. Uh Uh-huh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, original Playmates, complete 1988 Bebop. Oh, okay. So we were talking about turtles before, and we're turtling it again. Did you have any of these? Could I know that? Did you have any of these? I have these. You have these. I still, I have, I have both of these. Because everybody got these for you, because you just love them. <laughs> you just yeah. love the turtles. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I do want to shout out real quick my friend Kevin, who got me the coolest, one of the coolest Ninja Turtles things that I have, and it's an on-card punk rock Michelangelo. Fuck it has yeah. like a mohawk and like a jacket. Fucking for cool. the longest time, I had it actually hanging up inside my clothes closet as like fashion inspiration my daily oh. inspiration to always be as cool as fucking mikey <laughs> okay. punk rock mikey okay yeah. well i'm gonna <laughs> see if you could for kevin this one's for kevin this is for kevin <laughs> all right so we have the 1988 playmates complete bebop uh-huh versus 
TMNT 25th anniversary complete Bebop from 2008. <sighs> Comparing Bebops. One of the, the old pastimes. The 1988 versus 2008. Comparing Bebops. The old pastime of some like 30-something nerds uh-huh. hanging in a living room. Okay, well, here's the thing. The 1988 Bebop is going to be an okay amount of money just because it's Bebop. But those anniversary anniversary anything is very collectible as well. Um, you did say the vintage Bebop was complete. And I'm assuming... They're both complete. They're both, yeah, I was going to say I'm assuming the new one's complete as well. I'm actually going to go... Modern with this one, mm-hmm. believe it or not. I'm going to go modern, and I'm going to go modern by $18. Modern Bebop, I, I'm i just basing that on, like, anniversary shit is always, like, okay. oh, like it's, it's, it's a lot of the times more expensive than the OG. All right. So, the vintage... Playmates, 1988 complete, mm-hmm. $21.99. See, yeah, I would say that. So that would make I would say that. the anniversary edition roughly close closer to $40. I would say, I, I'm comfortable. I'm okay. comfortable. TMNT 25th anniversary complete, 2008, $21.99. Wow. They are the exact same market value. That is a vintage versus modern first. You win the game. And the reason why you (laughs) win the game is because the cool part about this is you make up your own rules as you go. Uh Congratulations. You win. I don't care if you got both of these wrongs. You win (laughs) because you found something we have never done. So there was I couldn't win. I was uh-uh. it was it was an albatross. I, I came I came in a sly dog on that one. It was an albatross. <laughs> okay. Well, Sykes, it was awesome to have you. I'd love to have you more often. Um yeah. sp- especially if you're gonna be banging out those tunes. Um and then coming up here at, at podcast night at the Toma number two, Friday, April the twelfth, start the beat with Sykes. You'll be hosting a show. I will be hosting Thrifty Podcasts. Our friends Neon Brainiacs will be here. And more stuff to be added. We're also going to be do some secondhand shopping. And again, this show records out of Pittsburgh. So it is, uh, that's where it's going to be. So if you're from out of town and you listen to the show, talk to your friends and uh, make a trip here. We're going to be accepting donations of $5 recommended donation or whatever you have. But if you don't have anything, just come here, hang out, and, uh, you know, see what everything's about. Um, do you have any, like, shows or anything like that you want to plug coming up? Sure thing. On March 16th, Sykes in the New Violence is playing at Club Cafe. It's a Saturday in Southside, which I know can be intimidating, but it's an early show. Um, it will start. Doors are at six. Oh, we I play love it. I love at it already. seven. I love it. The already. whole show is going to be done by nine thirty. It's only three bands. That's so cool. So I love stuff that you we. Could be, you could be in and out of Southside, dude. Stuff that starts on time. <laughs> we were talking about that over dinner, dude. Like yeah. stuff that starts on time is like the most fun I've ever had at anything. It, it's really important, you know, that we as entertainers do our part to just you know 
have things start at the time that we advertise so we're not wasting anybody's time and we're making sure everybody has a good night. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's the next Sykes and the New Violence show. And then as far as Grey Walker goes, on March 30th, we're um, playing a show for, um, it's actually a, a tribute show to a friend of ours uh, who is no longer with us. His name was James Johns. Uh, he played in a band called Doomsday Initiative, who they're no longer an active band, but that band is going to be getting back together for the night to do Very a set cool. in honor of him. Gray Walker's playing. Our friend Amuck, who is a local rapper, is playing. And Arch Rivals, who um, they uh, Nick from Doomsday Initiative, that is his new band they're playing as well. That's going to be at Cativo. So a lot of uh, stuff in the works. Yeah. Those are the two shows for March in Pittsburgh that are going on. And uh, one thing I do want to throw out there is um, I didn't get a chance to ask you if you have any sort of like a music background. Toddy, did you ever do any music stuff? Me? I um, weird enough. I guess that's a great question. I myself am not a musician. I do have rap albums, though. Okay. And when I say I'm not a musician, um, it's either that I've created the beats myself that are very bad, or um, people have created but, them for me that okay, are very so, bad. Well, this so but you have enough. Like you, sure, my, sure, sure. My, what I want to do is hope I hope that one day, for a thrifty episode, mm-hmm. we can find like a keyboard or something thrifting, mm-hmm. and then come back and like make a stupid song with that equipment and that could be a thrifty episode. Absolutely. Could we do that? That is something we could literally do tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the rap stuff that I have, I have a band camp. uh, Oh, it's out there. uh, ToddyTondera.bandcamp.com. Oh, it's under your name and everything. Yeah. uh, My last name is, I mean, uh, my last name is T-O-N-D-E-R-A, ToddyTondera.bandcamp.com got an ep about christmas on there i got an ep about christmas ho 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 yeah well download that so thanks for it thanks for it yeah i rep that i haven't said that on the show probably ever but that yeah that is something else i do cool so it's out there but want to thank you for being a part of the show um i'm sure that uh you know coming up here there's a lot in both of our futures as far as podcast night so a lot of topics there too want to give a special shout out as always to steve barras who uh front uh, is the front person for bluffs you could check out bluffs.bandcamp.com for some music and um i actually have some teenage mutant ninja turtle figures since you love the turtles so much after we're done recording, I'll, I'll let you take a look at him. Nice. But yeah, yeah, everybody else out there, get roached. Well-